0: Welcome to episode 58 of The Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey and hockey fans looking to have some fun along with you. We try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. Happy New Year. Hey, it's 2023. That's right. Hey, Joey's even piping into the intro. I like it. It's good. Uh, The Winter Classic is coming to Seattle. That was the big news today. We are in the thick of it. The Kraken are about to be put to the test. Uh, we got to talk about last year's games and this year's games. I love saying that, especially around the first of the year, right? Canada fun facts. That was a hit uh, a few months back that Joey did, and we're going through Canada this week, so let's get into that. No dumb questions. Why do fans hit the glass? Great question. Comes from Twitter and our three stars of the week. Nothing hockey-related. It's from our personal lives, Joey, and, and mine. So, It's been a couple of weeks since we've had a podcast because of the holidays and the new year. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode 58 of The Kraken Pod. Let's go. Is up. My name is Jeff Janusic. This is my friend and co-host Joey Cirillo. Dude, this is uh, this is crazy. What's going on right now? Just in general, like it's been so long, we're rusty. Um, rusty. This, this episode is going to be horrible. No, we'll be good. We'll be good. But I do want to. <laughs> I do want to be serious for a second, though. Yes, we, yes. Like we're recording right in the middle of this Monday Night Football craziness with Demar Hamlin from the Bills. And he was just taken off the field in an ambulance. And last report I saw was that, you know, and and basically by now, if you're listening to this, you everybody knows what's going on, right? It's, it's Tuesday and everybody knows the story of this. And hopefully we're talking about this. I'm saying prayers for this dude. I hope that he's alive. Uh, he collapsed on the field and they had to basically give him what what do you call that what's the the aed is that the is that the uh, shock paddle
1: is that what that is the defibrillator i, I don't so. know I'm, I'm, i think i'm just making up words yeah
0: and and cpr on the field and yes. then they suspended the game as of right now they suspend they didn't cancel it but it's they're taking a break to see what happens but i don't know how i don't know how you you yeah. play that game again so um i just wanted to stop and say before we get into hockey Uh, Definitely saying prayers for DeMar Hamlin and hopefully everything is okay because that is beyond sports. That is just like, wow, it really puts into perspective. Anything can happen at any time, whether you're on a field in front of millions of people or you're just in your house just whew, man that's just scary stuff so
1: anyway yeah it's a, hopefully by the time this episode comes out we've received some good news that he's recovering and he's doing okay man, it was man. i'm not watching the game and then you asked me about it right before we started recording and i said no i'm not watching it but as soon as we were getting ready to start i go on twitter and i see all the tweets and i see it i'm like what's going on and then i pulled up the video i'm like oh man so yeah same i'm just you know praying yep. hoping that he's that he's doing okay because that's a, that's a scary scene.
0: So we're saying some prayers and then uh, let's, let's hopefully we'll get some positive news. But uh, let's talk about some hockey, talk about some life. It's been a while. We took a, a week off so we could uh, enjoy the holidays, which was fantastic. I, I, I had a great Christmas, great New Year's. I mean, I know we'll kind of break it down a little bit later in the, in the show here in the episode, but uh, you had a good
1: one too. It was great, man. I was uh, very spoiled. I was in Boston for I, about a week spent Christmas there and just eating and drinking the entire time. Like the first couple of nights hit the booze a little hard, like it was going a little ham, very excited to be there. Um, but after that kind of just took it easy, but the eating was just nonstop, just incredibly spoiled, went to a million places. Um, just, I, I can't, I don't know, man. Like there's nothing else I can say. It's like the perfect holiday. It wasn't really about the gifts, um, you know, just spending time with, with uh, loved ones. And it was great because I was just, again, eating and drinking my way through Boston. The only thing I didn't get to do was there's this dive bar that I wrote down that I really, really, really want to go and uh, pay a visit to. I was not able to make it. Turns out there's a lot of things to do in, <laughs> in Boston, so I ran out of time. But, dude, it's all good. I ate lobster rolls on a couple of different occasions. I ate some king crab. I did like a little bar crawl and drank a bunch of drinks. And, uh, yeah, overall, just a just a great trip. How was your Christmas and how was your new year? Because we're in 2023 now. This is crazy. Yeah. This is, um, it's so weird to think about. I'm je- for as much again, I've mentioned it before, as much as
0: I don't like Boston sports teams, that city is awesome. I oh, loved it. I
1: like, love it. I love it. It was
0: so cool. But um Christmas was great. We um, you know, we had uh, some family members get sick, so they couldn't come to visit us. But we did it, we didn't go anywhere uh for Christmas or New Year's. We we hosted mm. stuff at our house. Um and with three small kids, it was uh it's pretty awesome to have that. So you know santa was was pretty pimp to us so uh very pumped about that we got like some electric scooter we got uh uh barbie rv power wheel thing um oh. nintendo switch showed up in the house i was gonna going to ask to... you about the switch what's going on with that you been Oh it's hij- awesome You
1: hijacked it already
0: are you playing uh, games no i've actually kind of stayed away from it because i know if i start it's going to be Smart, man. Yeah, so I, I oh, it's cool. I, I, you know, like we got a free subscription to play like actual Nintendo games for a little while, um, which is pretty neat. So uh, it's been awesome. So Christmas was great. And, you know, kids off school. My wife wasn't working. I still had to do some work stuff. Um, we did p- a bunch of cool stuff. Did the zoo. There was ice skating here going on in um, New Orleans. So we went and did that. It's a cool little Christmas fest thing. And then I'll talk more about it later on. But for we hosted a party for New Year's. Mm -hmm. um and it was a family thing and it was chaos but it was fun like we had a good time everyone got shit-faced no 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 we had (laughs) we had we we definitely drank but there was 14 we had 14 children between like the between the like six couples that we had at our house so it was like absolute absolute mayhem and it was crazy and fun we did fireworks um I'll talk more about it, but like uh, I basically had to make sure that I was on my game for the fireworks before I could really
1: start. Especially you know, because of your past with it, which is shooting them directly at people that you care about. Exactly
0: Fourth of July, I had
1: like basically a six
0: pack of uh, heavy IPAs and then shot fireworks, and that was not good. So um, nobody was hurt. Nobody was hurt, but I played 14 from now kids on.
1: Is a lot. I can barely count to fourteen, let alone wrap my mind around fourteen kids running like around in my proximity. I'd be like, "Yeah, I think we're about we're out 13 too many at this point."
0: Well, my 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 oldest is 7, and it's mm. taken about 7 years to get to that point where I'm comfortable with that. So it's taken 7 years of just kids you know. Don't. Yeah, as you can see, like basically my wife got me face like cool face moisturizer for Christmas because I was like, "Hell, yeah, that's sweet because like I've got the I've got 3 kids sunken in, you know, the wrinkles are showing up fast."
1: Anyway, long story short, <laughs> I need um, to borrow some of that shit, man. I have those. I don't even have kids.
0: Dude, to tell you Rest what. hell. Adding up. But uh, yeah. anyway, so like it was great. Everything was awesome. I feel good. I'm ready for an awesome year. 2022 was was pretty solid, uh, but I just know this year is going to be the best yet. So I'm pumped. But, you know, off to a great start with the Seattle Kraken for 2023. I think we should get into talking about some Kraken ha- uh, hacky or hockey, as we call it. Kraken cracking hacky hey this is the first one of 2023 so we're a little rusty (laughs) but let's get to it let's get to our cracking reaction so joey i kind of want to start off with the i kind of wanted to start off with the uh the new sorry i'm making fun of myself here that the winter classic is coming to seattle next year same page bro same page same page and and that set off like a chain reaction of stuff yes um, so I do want to say this is I want to, I thought this was a great tweet from last night's game right after it is the 32 crew captain, Brandon Seeley friend of the show. He tweeted this January one, 2022, the Kraken were 10, 19 and four. and had 24 points. January one, 2023 three, we're 19, 12 and four and have 42 points. And Brandon says, be happy. Uh So I thought that was awesome because we should be happy because we've been going through some cracking shit as of late mm-hmm. um, and a nice little change. But he also last night kind of broke the news that there was a rumor that this was going to happen. Like he confirmed it with sources basically, right? Yes, 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 yes. That this game, the Winter Classic in 2024, is coming to Seattle. And it was confirmed today by the NHL, by the Seattle Kraken. This is happening. Uh I, what what is the actual technical date is it going to be January 1? January,
1: be January 1, 2024, T-Mobile Park where the Seattle Mariners play, uh Winter Classic again uh, Seattle Kraken versus the Vegas Golden Knights.
0: So that's just awesome on so many levels to have, you know, cuz Las Vegas doing their own, you know, their first ever Winter Classic, obviously the Kraken first ever Winter Classic hosting it in Seattle, putting the spotlight on the NHL's newest city, which is awesome. Um, it really is an exciting, great, fun atmosphere. I'm actually pumped that it's in the a baseball stadium. Um, and I, I think the league's trying to do this to not not go into football
1: stadiums anymore because that's just too big. It's just too hard to see the game from. Yeah, from- imagine being in the fucking nosebleeds and like section three o four, looking down and trying to watch a hockey game outside <laughs> in the winter time. Yeah, and then being like, I can't believe I paid for these tickets.
0: Yeah, I actually was. I don't know if it was the first, it was like the second in history outdoor game, um, not in the NHL, just in general. I don't know where it was. It was the Cold War. It happened at um, Michigan Stadium. Or was it Michigan State? No, it was at Michigan State. Michigan State hosted I think, it. I remember you
1: tell, talking about this story on the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, okay. This might have been from last season. But yeah, I remember you telling me going to an outdoor game at a football stadium. And by the way, Michigan State, I'm pretty sure they hold like 75,000 people there. It's a little too big for some outdoor hockey, if you ask.
0: Oh, me. it was. I mean, thank God it wasn't at the big house at the at, at <laughs> yeah, Ann Arbor. 100%. Yeah. But um, it was It was so. We sat up. You know, I was like 20-something and and, you know, spent like 20 bucks to get in there. Could not see a goddamn thing. Could not see anything. <laughs> At all. It was freezing cold, just got drunk, which is fun. Um, but you couldn't see any hockey and we were just so far up there, but it was cool. I don't even remember who won. I think, I think Michigan state won. I don't know. I could be wrong, but, um, the atmosphere around it. I mean, like even before you get to the game, it's just cool. And I actually watched today's, you know, the Bruins uh, played the penguins in Boston, Yes. which I don't know. I feel like our worlds are kind of like, there's so many things going on with Boston and this podcast right now, which is crazy. But, um, the Bruins beat the Penguins, which is a, it was a great game. But the atmosphere there was great. It was like, it was just cool at Fenway, which is historic, of course. Um, but anyway, long story short, back to Seattle. This is going to be awesome. And I know you and I have talked about getting to a Kraken game, you know, ideally this season. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. I mean, that would be so cool. But, dude, we, we might have to be at this game.
1: Yeah, I, I when I saw the news was announced, I was like, how can I make this about us? You know, (laughs) of course. So so I shared the thing of being like, is this the first game that we are going to actually be able to watch the Kraken in person? It's not that it's a lack of trying or not wanting to, uh, you know, but when we don't do this as as a full time job, we have a lot of other things going on. It's really fucking hard. Uh, but yeah, money, and but yeah, stuff. money, time, yeah. um, yep. those are just a couple of things up off up the top of my dome real quick. Um, no, it's really, really hard, but looking ahead now that this is, you know, 364 days away. Uh, I don't know, man, this is definitely something that we can, we can plan for. It's also tricky because I also really, really want to go to climate pledge arena. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, would I really fly the six hour flight, uh, new orleans to seattle to go to an outdoor game but not go to cpa so i don't know man it's a year away we still have some time to think and to plan on it and it's hard because a lot of times when we share stuff like that we get and it's great because we have so many people you know uh members of the Kraken and pod fam that reach out and they're like dude you know let us know if you guys are making it to a game blah 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 which i love the support is so cool quite- it's really cool. Also kind of surreal. Cause I'm like, I'm just an idiot who just watches hockey and talks about it. But thank you for the support. Um, I, I fucking, I see I'm so rusty. I forgot. I forgot my whole point.
0: Your whole point was how yeah. awesome you felt about having all these people reach out to us about going to a game and how we yes. really want to be at a game. Yeah. But it's, Oh, it's but my,
1: my response is the podcast always comes first. And I know like that might sound like some cliche kind of a thing, but like that really is true. And it's really hard, especially during the hockey season. Again, with our normal lives and everything else that we have going on. And then you tack on the podcast then you tack on, you know, we're watching three, four games a week. Uh, we're live doing it. We're, you know, live tweeting it. We're doing all the social media. We're working on a bunch of things uh, behind the scenes. It's fucking hard. So anyways, this is not me being like, look how hard we work. It's my way of saying that logistically it is much easier uh, to talk about going to a game than it is to actually get out there obviously we would love to we need to make it happen i also have it's not an issue but i also have like i was born and raised in washington state so i can't just fucking casually fly into washington and go to a hockey game and then come back i have a ton of family there so if i go there it's going to be a huge thing that i have to like kind of map out and plan and that's my whole thing to deal with so anyways we will get there this is just my uh, long rant of saying i appreciate <laughs> we appreciate the support but it's it's hard man but you know it's a year away so we'll figure it out
0: you know, I, I think there's a chance we still make it this year. I really do want to get there too. By the way, we need to form uh the uh Kraken Pod LLC so we can maybe write these trips off or something. That'd be kind oh, of cool. a million
1: um, percent. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's Cold. gonna yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so uh, here's what I'm gonna say about the winter classic is now look, I have not been to an NHL, you know, winter classic, an NHL game, but I've watched these things since they came into existence. Um mm-hmm. I think they're getting better. I think for a while we had a stretch of like, eh, mm, eh, but the NHL's learning slowly, but surely. And I've seen this progression my whole life, how to be a better um, game for the fans, how to have a better experience for the fans, which is like these new arenas, like climate pledge. And, you know, like from, you know, obviously Detroit little Caesars arena, uh, you know, opened up years ago. That's just all these great experiences around the league. I'm saying this is. If you are in the Seattle area, if you listen to this podcast and you live near Seattle, in Seattle, and you somewhat like hockey, right? If you listen to this podcast, you like hockey. Go to this. It is not just a hockey game, it is literally a celebration of hockey. It's like a hockey
1: festival, right? It's like so a hockey you, circle jerk.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. <laughs> I was thinking more of like a hockey, for that. like a hot, like a cold hockey Coachella. Yeah. You know,
1: like everyone's offering you their hand to his hand warmers. Circles. Exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly. Just there drum
0: circles and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Just, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: but, uh, so make, if you can do this and I don't know what tickets cost to this, I'm sure it's going to be, uh, crazy. Million dollars
1: apiece for
0: but I'm telling you, I think what, from what we, without ever having been to Seattle, <laughs> to see a hockey game based on the love there is across the Kraken pod, Seattle Kraken family. And what I see on a nightly basis from Twitter, from all these people who love the Seattle Kraken, it is going to be a party and a celebration of just everything. Mm -hmm. Kraken hockey, hockey. This is going to be epic for Seattle. I'm so happy and so ecstatic. that The winter classic is coming to Seattle in 2024. Just a
1: great thing. Yeah, that's a perfect note to end it on. The only thing I will uh, not even add on to that because that's perfect uh, is we have to we have to shout out front of the podcast. We had him on last episode. Nick Olchek, he was in Boston. He was on the nationally televised call for today's Winter Classic. I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but he shared a couple of photos uh, of where he was sitting next to the ice and. Uh, with some other broadcasters that he was working with, that's just fucking awesome. He's such an like an upstanding dude. Selfishly, it's also great because he's part of the Seattle Kraken organization now. But to see him do stuff that you know is a bucket list for him his his career is only going to continue to grow from here on out. But just you know, shout out to to Nicky O for getting that working. That is huge. Well, his dad was
0: you know doing color for the game, and uh, just it was cool to hear Eddie O. You know, I've said this a million times. I grew up listening to him. And it's now cool to think like uh, he's our guy, right? He's our guy and he's yeah. on the national broadcast and he's just hilarious. And uh it was it was cool to watch and I can't wait to see that in Seattle. So yeah, and also too to to Nick, uh just just
1: still our dude. So Eddie did um, Eddie throw in a nay in the national broadcast of the uh of the winter classic today. Out of nowhere did he just drop a he did not. There was <laughs> there's always horse racing. Uh, mention though, at some point really he loved it. By the way, I think it's I think it's hilarious that he just randomly throws it out there. I just picture at like family get-togethers, he's like dropping nays at the table, like, "All right, let me say grace," and then he just throws out like a nay. You know what? When we get Nick back on the show, Nicky O, we have
0: to <laughs> we have to dive deep into the horse racing thing. Like, are you? horse racing hardo like your dad like is this a family thing yeah. you know we need to ask him about that
1: there's got to be some degenerate part of him somewhere there's no way he's like this buttoned up maybe he's like a degenerate horse gambler we just didn't get to that part in the interview well we're gonna figure it out nikki we're coming for you you know maybe he's maybe he's probably, he's probably perfect he's probably
0: not gambling he's just like going the other <laughs> the other route he's like just he's just killing it with like hey I, i'm just gonna uh, help my dad raise stellar uh you know race horses and i'll let the mm-hmm. other I'll let the degenerates gamble on my yeah. hard work. He like, he probably
1: pound their gin and tonics in the corner and throw around $5 bets. Like they're fucking Mr. Moneybags. He's mocking. He's
0: like mucking stalls and stuff. He's just like, you know, yeah. that's how he gets his workout. He just like works out shirtless mucking stalls. Just so look pretty
1: jacked. That makes, that makes sense. Okay. All right. <laughs> All
0: right so let's get to some Seattle cracking hockey. And um, I got to tell you, it, it is, it, it was nice to think, okay, cool. We're, we're 19 and 12. Cause it feels like this losing, streak not streak but like the losing aura of december went on forever so the fact that we're still seven games over
1: 500 is pretty awesome uh yeah you know i think it was really hard i mean looking back at it and honestly just thinking about it now it's really tough because december did feel like such a slog but you're getting to that point where it's midway through the season when you come off in november where the team goes 10-1 and one you start accumulating these losses i feel like you're going to feel them a lot more at least i don't know maybe psychologically that's what's going on i have no fucking idea whatever but we're gonna go back let's talk about uh this previous wednesday uh wednesday versus calgary climate pledge arena watching the game so seattle uh, the kraken ended up losing three to two uh this was a game that as much shit as for some reason he's a love or hate guy but as much shit as a uh, group gets Uh, This was one of his best performances that he's had since he's been with the organization, period. The guy had 41 saves throughout the game. It's the most saves that he's ever had in a single game for the Seattle Kraken, and a large part of them uh, were high-danger shots that Calgary was getting on us, and he held them to three goals. Um, Unfortunately, again, the Kraken lost the game. It is what it is. We actually gave up the game-winning goal uh, to Jonathan Huberdeau, which is just interesting because – People joke around that he is the worst contract in the in the NHL. Maybe you can share uh, shed some more light on that. But the reason why people say that is because last year, great stats, blowing it up. This year, not so much. Getting, you know, they backed up the Brinks truck for him. So, anyways, he got the goal with eight minutes left. We tried pulling Gru to see if we could do something with a man advantage. We were not able to do that, and we fall three two.
0: You know, world class talent always shines through and Jonathan Huberto is one of those guys where I think the change of scenery to Calgary may have just delayed him a little bit I mean yeah okay I'm not not trying to fast forward to the Islanders game but who scored last night for us after not scoring for you know 10 or so games Berkey right so like he he hadn't scored in a while oh sorry I meant Bjorky
1: yeah him, we talked about him a lot because he's always in the right place at the right time and making plays. So it's only a matter of time before the, the, you know, the, the puck start hitting the back net mm-hmm. Calgary, uh, you know, we, the
0: flames were heating up when we met them last week and they're still, you know, pretty hot. Like we, we are now in the thick of this Pacific division race with Calgary and Edmonton. And really everybody else in there, there's five teams in that log jam and Calgary is starting to get good. So Jonathan Huberto is just taking a little while to heat up, but you know, he may not have uh, the career year, but I bet you he's going to have the uh, maybe possibly a career second half of the season. So yeah, I,
1: I I couldn't agree with you more. And also some things I noticed that were interesting again, losing three, two, but we gave Calgary four different power play chances to the Krakens one. And we also give the puck away nine different times to Calgary's three. I just look at some stuff like that, and I'm like, yeah, if you start adding those things up against a really good team, guess what? More than likely, you're going to take the loss. The fact that it was only by one goal, I mean, it says a lot.
0: Now, we're foreshadowing a little bit because, again, 2023 off to a great start. I really feel like, okay, so, like, we lose to Calgary. Great effort by Gru, okay? Mm -hmm. But you know how, like, all right, so say (laughs) –
1: I know where this is going, so I'm like, how is Jeff going to handle this? This is great.
0: So, Edmonton, I feel like, was our – was our like your your food poisoning game, right? And think of it this way is like, all right, so let's because say, we should, it's the, because we shut our pants. Yes, that, that, yes, absolutely, yes, that's a good way to put it. But think about it this way is like, it's the holiday season, okay? You're like, oh God, I've just been like, you know, whether you drink or not, whatever, but like, I just, I've eaten so much food, I'm not exercising, it's holiday parties, I'm maybe having some drinks, blah, 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 blah. I put on like 10 extra pounds, but well, guess what? The Edmonton game, you got food poisoning, right? And you're like, oh, God, this is ter- – ter- like, finally, like, you just have this breakdown. You're just wrecked. You lose seven to two. You literally are in the toilet for, like, ten hours. And you come out the next day, you know, because food poisoning, typically, if you're lucky, it's, like, 24 hours, and then you're good. hmm Right? And I feel like with – this is the, again, I'm trying to be Mr. Positivity here, but I feel like the Kraken – just get destroyed by Edmonton, okay? They shit their pants. They reset, right? After the holiday season, you get food poisoning. You shed 10 pounds in like one night, and you come out the next day. You're like, okay, got a pretty good start, all right? I got it somewhere to start. I'm actually a little ahead now, and I feel like that's what happened. I feel like they lose to Edmonton, and then I don't know what they did, but they come back and have a great game against the Islanders. The speed seemed to be back. But anyway, we got we have. Do we have to talk about this Edmonton game? I guess we do. There's,
1: there's one thing. Okay, so I actually have a really quick, funny story. So senior of high school, and I'm going to North Thurston High School. Shout out to Lacey Washington, go Rams! So I go on, I go on a field trip to watch a Sonics game. Now I'm dating myself. So I go I go up, pretty awesome. Watch a Sonics game. Before that, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna hit this little food area by the Space Needle. You all can grab some food." So I hit up Sparrow. The pizza joint, which is Michael (laughs) Scott's favorite um, New York pizza place. So I hit Sparrow. I get a couple slices. I go to the game. Uh, Guess who gets food poisoning uh, like middle of the game? Uh, It's me. And long story short, I had taken a bus up there because, again, we're on a field trip. So the whole way back, which is like an hour and change, because I'm I'm going back to Lacey, Washington. I had to be picked up in the parking lot of my school because I physically couldn't drive my car. Um, I'm like holding it in. And then I literally run off the bus as soon as the bus gets back to the high school. And I run to some bushes and just start just shitting everywhere. I'm like, I got to let this out. I don't know how I held it for an hour. Basically, what happened against Edmonton is my senior year of high school food poisoning game. That's exactly what happened. Wow. They shit the pants. And after that, guess what? Great reset. I was feeling fantastic the next day. But, you know, I, I had to make a lot of trips to the bathroom that night. That's right. what happened against Edmonton. So and yes, you're right. The Kraken loss, The Kraken lost seven to two. Was a bad game. Sorry. What were you going to say? I feel like I cut you off there. You cut me off for, to make
0: a stupid point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to make this podcast big enough and make you famous enough. I don't care about me. I want to make you famous enough so like your high school in Lacey, Washington retires yeah. the Bush that you shat upon.
1: Uh, Yeah. I maybe didn't didn't mow it down from the stench the following week. I mean, I don't even know. Honestly, I kind of just avoided that area.
0: Like, whatever that spot is, like, we need a plaque. So, the Kraken Pod, we need to get to at least 50 listeners before, because we're up to like 38 now, which is pretty sweet. But we do need to have a plaque. Maybe Mm -hmm. what we do is if we go to a game, we make a plaque, right? Mm -hmm. And we just go to your old high school and just install it.
1: Yeah. I like it. Take off. Yeah, I like because I honestly the only other like alumni that's notable from my high school things like Casey Keller, like the U.S. men's goalie for a hot minute. He went to North Thurston. I want Mm -hmm. it to be like U.S. men's goalie, and then random guy that's like half of a Kraken podcast that one time shit himself after eating too much Sparrow Pizza after a song. Yep. And that's what I want. That's what I want the plaque to say. Um a funny note that I have to mention here. And I didn't even make this in the notes because it's more of a thing that I just wanted to quickly talk to you about. So in this game, and again, the Kraken lose seven to two, it's really bad. They score three goals on a, so fucking quick. You couldn't even really tell what was happening. There was 1605 left in the first, it was actually the second fastest three goals scored to start a game in the entire NHL. Uh, this for this season, uh, minus Buffalo that ended up doing a couple seconds quicker, whatever those stats fucking suck. Um, what I want to talk to you about is, so Connor McDavid. So this guy, he has a goal and four assists. It's a 17-game point streak, uh, which is the highest in his career. Uh, during that streak, 16 goals and 21 assists. Now, the reason why I bring that up is because, obviously, he's one of, if not, you can argue, the best player in the NHL. But what I found really fascinating, and I kind of sat back and laughed at, and I don't know if you caught up a lot of this either, but – I noticed so many people because the game was being broadcast by ESPN were really upset that ESPN kept talking about Connor McDavid. And the reason why I sat back and laughed is because I do not like the ESPN broadcast. I think, again, we have a phenomenal like hall of fame broadcasting for root sports that covers the crack and they're much better, but I don't have an issue and I'm, I'm going to pivot here. I don't have an issue with ESPN Talking about Connor McDavid to the length at which they did for two reasons. One, he's one of, if not the best players in the NHL, like I just mentioned, and two, they're beating the crack in the fuck down. I mean, start three, nothing within like three minutes of the game start. What else are they going to talk about? I mean, like you have to fill that, that air with something, right? And he's going off, he's on a 17 point game streak. Uh, you know, he's four assists, uh, throughout the game and a goal. Like, what else are they going to talk about? It's one of those things where it's like maybe if the crack were at least competitive, the narrative would have been a little bit different. But I don't know, man. When you watch stuff like that, how do you feel about it? I agree with you 100%. What are you
0: going to do? It's a blow, it's a shitty game. Yeah, it's, a na- it's a nationally telecast game, you know, televised game. They've got to do something to try and get people to, you know, want to watch it. And the angle is. The be- he is the best player in hockey. Yes, in hockey, he's the best player in hockey. Not just the NHL, yeah. the world, and that's what you got to talk about. I'm just I'm just happy it's not like Sidney Crosby anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like because yes. <laughs> that's what it was like for a long time. Is like oh Sidney Crosby, Sidney Crosby, Sidney Crosby, and like it still kind of is that way when it's a Pittsburgh game. But Connor McDavid is like angry at the universe. He's angry at the Oilers for. They should be way better than they are. He's just taking it out on the entire... I'm looking at his stats right now. As of this recording, right now, Monday, January 2nd, it's 8.55 p.m. Central. Connor McDavid has 72 points. He's leading Mm -hmm. the league. Yeah. The next closest is Leon Dreisaitl, his teammate, Mm -hmm. line mate, with 57. (laughs) Jason Robertson, who's having an amazing year with the Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars. 54.
1: Yeah.
0: Connor McDavid is not of this earth and he's just getting better. He's getting better. So the dude is phenomenal. And yeah, I, no, absolutely. Like, what are you going to talk about? So you've got to talk about Connor McDavid. That was a shit game. You know, you took some good, good notes here. I, I, I we outshot them, which is typically, that's a key to us winning the game. We outhit yes. them, right?
1: Yeah. 29 to 13. i hit them.
0: It literally was Connor McDavid versus He just, he just went off on us. And that was it. Yeah.
1: I'm glad we're on the same page here. I kind of had a feeling that we would be. I just It's really weird because it's like, I don't know. For me, again, I don't like the ESPN broadcast, but I don't have an issue with them talking about him at length because it's like, if you don't want them to talk about Connor McDavid, here's an idea. How about we don't get our fucking asses handed to him by for two and a half hours? I mean, it is what it is. Imagine like fast forward five years from now, and we have like a prime Matty Beneers. He's on a 17-point uh you know game streak and he leads the nhl in points and everyone's like oh my god he's the best player and we're waxing some team and the other fan base is like oh my god we get it with the matty veneers talk we'd be like dude fuck you <laughs> like we're talking about him because he's the best in the league and we're also kicking your ass what do you want what do you want them to talk about the team that's losing right now that has no energy that's getting scored on every other minute like i don't know anyways i've said i've said my point i just thought it was really fascinating um i'm indifferent to him but i also recognize great freaking talent like Michael Jordan in his prime, like no one's complaining about. Them. They're talking about Jordan too much during a game when he's dropping fifty. So it is what it is.
0: It is what it is. It was a garbage game for us, but great game for the Edmonton Oilers, and that's why we're in this awesome Pacific Division race with them and the Flames, mm-hmm. a- and the Golden Knights, and us. And it's just it's 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 just sick how good that. So let's talk about the Islanders. I gotta I gotta I gotta move past this game.
1: Yeah, we're moving past it. We're moving on to the good vibes.
0: Now the aisles, you know, for a second, I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling about this game, but we, we struck first, Lars, Lars strikes first. And then there was just some cool things that happened in this game that I feel like is a good sign uh, for what's going to
1: happen the rest yes. of the way. Yes, please. No, continue. I'm I'm in complete agreement with you. And we haven't even talked about this. So we're mind melting already. Look at us. We're getting back into form.
0: We're, We're, we're working we're
1: our way out. Like right now we're in the gym. We're spawning each other, and we're right. starting to flush it. Our form, our form is there. That's where we're at right now,
0: dude. You want to put another ten pound plate on this uh, bench? We get it up to maybe like uh, fifty-five pounds. Uh, make it twenty. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> cool. Let's go. <laughs> let's go, uh, dude. Do you need any of this creatine? Is any of this? I'm mean, this mix uh, right, pre-workout.
1: Right. I right, appreciate you though.
0: You sure? Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, all right. Let's go. Uh, so, what I love about the game was the fact that, and look, Eli. Is it Eli? I was watching the game and I totally blanked on learning this dude's first name. <laughs> well, dude, I've been
1: calling Pulju Jarvi, Pulju Jarvi because apparently J's are y's and fucking whatever he is, I you know, Finnish, I don't whatever. And so hearing hearing the game before that when they're talking about him because he plays for Edmonton, I was like, "Oh, here's me feeling like a fucking idiot." So, is it Eli Tolvanen? I I'm probably mispronouncing his name. I'm still new to hockey, so it is what it is.
0: I think it's Ely. I think it's Ely because I'm just I'm hearing okay. Tolvinin. and his shot was like a laser shot, which is awesome. Yeah. Like it was just Dude, and like it was from so, the right circle, like from
1: his hip, like it's like 90 miles an hour. It was insane,
0: and that's what we heard about him from the very beginning. First of all, number one, we're, we're talking about I think it's Ely, Ely Tolvanin. Okay. It's his first game after we signed him off waivers, right? His first game as the Seattle Kraken scores a goal, laser beam, phenomenal. That's awesome, right? I love that. Mm-hmm. And then we mentioned it earlier in the podcast Bjorki, he scores for the first time, what, 10 or 11 games, something like that. And, you know, that's a great sign too, because, you know, we signed him from Columbus and he was their leading scorer. And he just hasn't been scoring a ton for the crack and he's still doing great things. But, you know, so he scores, which is fantastic. And it was overall just a great effort. I mean, you know, we beat the Islanders 4-1. to one. The Islanders are a good team. They don't score a lot at all. So the fact no. that we, you know, we, we got out, held a lead, held on to it was great. I, I like that. No Kraken shit really went down. Um, overall, very solid start to the year. Really, really good game by the Seattle Kraken. And I'm super pumped about that. Heading into what should be, right? And the last road trip we were on, we killed it. We're heading into a big-time six-game road trip. And this thing is going to be... Seven. Epic.
1: Yeah. It seven? Oh, it's six it's, it's seven conference. Yeah. 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 No, it's seven. And I think that this, and maybe this is me getting too ahead of myself, I think that this is potentially season-defining. Because seven, and these are all massive games on the road, and it's big. And the biggest thing I will say that I really liked about the Islanders game was uh, the three stars of the game were... Larson, Tolvanen, and Bjorkstrand. And we beat a really good team 4-1. to If those are the three stars of the game, and I'm not taking away from these guys at all, but typically like if these guys are the stars of the game and all three of them are up there and we beat a really good team by three goals, I'm very happy because that's a very well-rounded effort. And also we ended our uh, power play goal goal list streak of seven freaking games. We hadn't scored a power play goal since December 11th against Florida. Tolvanen ended that, thank fucking God. So, yeah. I didn't realize that. I did not realize it. We're 0 for 16. We have not scored a power play goal um, since December 11th. And we finally ended that. uh, And it was the new guy that did it. So shout out to him. And hopefully we can turn some things around. Because like I said, I think this road trip coming up could really be season defining. Did
0: I black out in December? I mean, I really... I just... The vibe no, no, of this De-
1: you didn't, but the Kraken sure did. So <laughs> I yeah,
0: the, the hockey vibe of December was just so off
1: for me. Yeah, it just was, it was not no dude, it's not just you. Like, this is yeah. a real thing. Like the vibes are are very real. And the and like I agree, I agree. Hockey in December for the Seattle Kraken for some reason. Like, I couldn't really, it's not even that it was weird, I couldn't like quite like put my finger on it. Like, I'm watching these games, I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. November was so great, we got the holidays coming up. I don't know. Things happen. We get busy and now we're in 2023. So we're turning over a new leaf.
0: Love it. All right. So we, uh, we, we beat the Islanders four to one. Now we're going to talk about our next seven games. We, you know, we'll talk about a few of them at least, but over the next two weeks, basically we'll be on a road trip. So the Kraken will not see climate pledge arena basically until almost the uh, winter classic of next year. Um, This, this game on Tuesday night. So if you're listening to this, the podcast should be out. It's, probably Tuesday um, at the Oilers. This is a revenge game. You've got to have, you know, I want to say that we win this game, but you got to have a better effort. At least you got to, you have to figure out how to contain Connor McDavid for sure. And I feel like normally we play Edmonton pretty well. So I'm hoping for that. And I hope there's some reverse juju here and, and we can actually pull this one off. So that's Tuesday night. Now, here's what's cool is, Joey, I feel like this was good luck last time we had a big Canadian road trip mm-hmm. where Joey has dug up some Canadian fun facts about each of these respective cities or, or at least something in their area. So, I mean, we could try to break this game down, but really, we already talked about Edmonton a lot.
1: So what is the, the Canada fun fact for the Edmonton game that you have? Canada, fun fact for Edmonton is, during the wintertime, Aurora Borealis, a.k.a. the Northern Lights, can be seen on a regular basis. So maybe we go up there and kick some oil our ass, and while we're there, you know, catch some Northern Lights while we're at it. Vibe out, you know what I'm saying? I like
0: it. Just like just go vibe out. I could totally see Maddie Benier scoring like two goals, and then is going to vibe
1: out with the Aurora Borealis. I mean, like I dude. actually think the the ass kicking, the seven two loss, is going to be a good thing for us. I didn't. I made the mistake. I did not look up uh, the Leon Dreisaitl uh, return to the lineup. It's terrifying. They beat us by five goals without him. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that loss is going to be big because I don't. I think that this game is going to be a lot more competitive. I will not be surprised if the Kraken find a way to pull this off. Because that loss is very fresh in their minds. And we have three more matchups against them, including this one for the rest of the season. So we need to just strap the fuck up and be ready because Edmonton's going to be ready to play. They are going to be ready to play. And um
0: I I want to see Maddie Beneers, I need to see Maddie Beneers start start up a, a goal scoring streak or a point streak again. Yes. Because when that was happening, when he was in the mix and he was making things happen, and he's still he's still out there hustling. And that's what I like about the Islanders game, is I saw just a really combined hustle, that extra effort from everybody, which I felt like was lacking. I don't know if somebody, maybe there was like some, um, some bug going around the locker room for two weeks. I don't know what was going on. The vibe was off. The vibe seems to be better now, which is great. Yes. Yep. So I, I want to see mad Beniers go off. Um. Then, so after, after that, we moved to Thursday night. We are in Toronto. To Worst play fans play in the
1: league. Worst fans in the league.
0: The Maple Leafs and the Maple Leafs are good. They started off the season a little, eh, well, they're doing okay now. They're good. They're twenty three eight and six. They've got fifty two points. They are second in the Atlantic Division to the Boston Bruins, who are hot, hot, hot.
1: Right? They have not and, lost in regulation at home this this whole season. By the way, the Bruins.
0: It's just the Bruins that's are just fucking insane. So just so throw that good. out. So good, and they won today in in Fenway. So technically, that's also home, right? Is yeah, that right?
1: against your other favorite team, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm,
0: man, I, one thing about the game today—both jerseys. Some of the jerseys that I've seen in, in these winter classics are terrible. I gotta say, both jerseys are pretty sick. They're pretty sweet jerseys.
1: Did you see them? I did see them, and I and I'm a huge, huge fan.
0: And I, I saw, um,
1: saw them in person because when I was in Boston, I went to a, uh, I went to a oh, Celtics yeah. game at TD Garden, which is the arena they share with the Bruins. And dude, it is beautiful, like beautiful, beautiful arena. That's cool. Uh that's the, the
0: uh, Pittsburgh Penguins helmet that uh that today, the, the yellow with like the script Pittsburgh. Yeah, or it was it was penguins or pictures, I don't know which one it was, but it was it's just really fresh. Anyway, so are you okay? What was that? I just dropped
1: my phone. Oh, so sorry, my cat's my cat's being a cat right now. I apologize. Oh,
0: do you have a case on it at least? I'm I'm caseless. I've been caseless for like a month. What? Oh, I, dude, I want to go caseless
1: so bad, but I'm not a millionaire. You know
0: what I'm saying? I, I, like it I lost this better without the case. I lost my case. I don't know where it went. And I like because I take it off for work to put it into like, you know, social media mounts and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, long story short. OK, no, cool. I'm good.
1: sorry. My cat's being a dickhead. But, you know, Theo's, Theo's being Theo. We're, Theo. Good. we're back. All
0: right. So the Leafs, the Leafs, you know what made me with the Leafs? What, what I I kind of got a little. <sighs> what's the word here? Nostalgic. OK. And I started thinking about Mark Giordano and
1: I was about him today, too.
0: Dude, just like, you know, thinking about Toronto and how much like we love to hate on Toronto, but you know, Mark, you got Gio and it's it feels like it's been so long since he was the captain of the Seattle Kraken, but he was the first ever captain, the only captain so far in the existence of the Seattle Kraken. And I miss that dude, man. And I, he was a he's a great guy and he's from Toronto. He's you know, he's 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 playing with his hometown team. And I'm just so happy for him because I, I looked up and I read this article about him that just came out like a week ago from The Athletic, and they broke down how great of a season he's having with the Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. He's he's their number one D-man. He leads their team in like so many different stats. He's logging 20-plus minutes a game. Uh, example of how, how good he is right now, he's top 10 league-wide in blocked shots. He's got like 52, something like that. Um, and the title of this article is Mark Giordano is giving the Maple Leafs their money's worth. And you might remember this as a Kraken fan is, you know, when he went to the, the Leafs, he signed an $800,000 per year contract, which mm-hmm. is like nothing like he just won the Norris trophy in 2019.
1: Yeah. It's only been a couple of years, which is insane. I mean, he's what 38 years old. So that means when he was 35, we talked about this before he was the best defenseman in the NHL, which is just insane to think about. And
0: he's 39 now and he's playing, yeah. he's just playing great. So like, I'm while I want to see the crack and beat the Leafs for many, many reasons. Cause I just love to see turmoil um, in Toronto, especially them being so good. I'm just pumped that Mark Giordano is having a great season and I'm just so happy for him. So I just wanted to bring that up. So Gio, as somebody who owns a Seattle Kraken, Mark Giordano jersey, mm-hmm. um, I just had to give him some love. So that's, that's cool. It'll be fun to watch him play for an entire game.
1: God, I would love for the Kraken to win, not only for the Kraken win, but because every time Toronto uh, takes an L, their fan base has a complete meltdown. And I want to just sit back and watch that happen. I'm with you. Here's my, uh, here's my Canada fun fact for Toronto. The Toronto Caribbean Carnival called Caribana. Is the largest single-day parade in North America every year. It averages one million people who come out to view it, and it goes from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., which is bananas. That's a uh, you know ten hours of uh, of carnival Bowl time. There's over ten thousand participants in this uh, carnival as well.
0: No, 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 no. Yeah, that, no way. Yeah, swear to God, we're like in parade capital of the the United States. I know, States but here we don't have New the Total
1: Caribbean carnival, and they got one million people coming out for that. I've so never we heard really of this in my life. Have, we don't even have 1 million people uh, in New Orleans. We're like a little over 400,000. And today I actually learned that Toronto is the biggest city in Canada, and they have a population of over 6 million.
0: they They're million. Toronto's huge, but I yeah. and they're very multicultural, yes. um, multi-ethnic, which is cool. It's a very international city. I had no idea that obviously the Caribbean roots uh, in Toronto. Like mm-hmm. You would yeah. not think that. That's a great fact.
1: Yeah. And, uh, the downtown area, they actually have around like 5.6 million, but Toronto proper as a whole has a little bit over 6 million. There's over, there's also over 8,000 restaurants in Toronto. So these are now ingrained in my brain. They are not <laughs> notes as you can see. So yeah, I spent some time reading about, uh, Toronto today. Toronto's a cool city. I've been there
0: multiple times. I, um, have never, I need to go. You should, I haven't been in a long time, but, uh, the hockey hall of fame is there and it's just, it's international food city. This is, you'd love it. You'd probably love it. Um, Ottawa is an awesome city too. I've never been, but I've always wanted to go. And that's where the Kraken will be on Saturday night versus the senators. And I kind of feel like these next few games are, are kind of against teams that are like us, right? Okay. Kind of shitty last year or outright shitty last year. And now having a good, good season and like right in the, in the mix. Okay. And, And Ottawa is one of those teams right so um they they got the uh, brinkat coming they came over to the the senators that's um, right i forgot about that move matthew Ch- uh, Chinook. <laughs> matthew Chinook. matthew Chinook or matthew <laughs> tschuck
1: <laughs> matthew Chinook. First, his this one sound like the indian reservation my grandma would go to in washington state where she would get her cigarettes uh, and her fireworks
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> this we should that was a great joke we should totally just end the podcast yes. right there that's pretty right. awesome anyway that. solid team you know young young you got some young players they're a pretty solid team so that's a team that i don't know what to think i'm excited to watch them you know what i mean the senators are they're one of those teams that i always kind of like i forget they're i think i mentioned this last year on the podcast i forget they're part of the league sometimes and I'm like, Oh shit, the senators, I, I'm going to watch this game. It's be kind of cool to watch them. I, I, I never pay attention to the senators, but they're, they're a good time. Sorry. Not, not, it's not Matthew Kachuk. It's Brady Kachuk. It's Brady. Yeah. you're Brady. thinking of Brady. Yeah, I'm thinking of Brady. Um,
1: well, I also forget that they're in the league, but you know when that's going to change when Ryan fucking Reynolds becomes their owner, because that's a thing that's uh yeah, he is putting in and plan to make happen. And I would be very surprised if that deal doesn't go through. So Ottawa, uh they're seventeen, seven and 3 there's six in the Atlantic. And here is our fun fact: Ottawa is actually home to an underground Cold War era bunker that was commissioned in 1959 by Prime Minister John Diefenbaker. So there you go. There's a Cold uh, War era bunker. It's like 30 kilometers west of Ottawa. So there you go. Shout out to Ottawa. Have you ever
0: gone to see the uh, the bunker, like the 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 you know the the nuclear shelter? in new orleans i
1: have not but it's interesting that we're having like bunker corner right now because when i was in boston there was one day we're just driving around and went to this island just a little north of this of the city called nahant and nahant there's like a little university out there i forget the name of it but there's a couple of bunkers actually built into the hill and they were built there for uh world war ii and they use them now as like these research places but you can see these like giant uh like metal doors like built into the sides of like these hills on this island and it's it's supposed to, to overlook the bay to protect america and there's a giant lighthouse that they also use as a watchtower and there's a home built there and so this home has a watchtower in their backyard and I was like this is insane. Wow that's
0: pretty cool. Man we got I guarantee you there's a podcast about bunkers. Oh there has to be there's probably like 10 bunker boys. Bunk- <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Let me say, Bunker Boys Podcast. I'm googling it right now.
1: Bunker Boys Podcast. Uh, it's it's recorded in a bunker, and it's just about bunkers all over the world.
0: Bunker. Boys. There is there absolutely is a Bunker no, Boys not. Podcast. Yes, there is. <laughs> there is a. We have to. We may have to get the Bunker Boys on our podcast. They are on Spotify, the Bunker oh, Boys boy. Show.
1: They're the going to be like, you just got a random booze from some Kraken fans? We're like, yeah, this, we just love the Bunker Boys over here. The Bunker
0: Boys show, an original World War II talk show. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm this not going to lie. Is, I'm going
1: I'm to give them five stars before I even listen to them.
0: Shoot, I'm, t- I'm pulling up on Spotify right now. I might just start playing. Oh, this is a different one. <laughs> oh, you know what? There's another, there is, There is. this is a different Bunker Boys podcast. This looks like it's a video game uh, podcast, mm. and they've only ha- had one episode, but you know what? <laughs> Screw not it. Com- not committed to the craft. I'm going to hit play uh, in not. the background, so I give him a listen. So, okay. Bunker Boys, what's up, Bunker Boys? boys? Um, okay, so we have another Canadian city to talk about. Uh, Montreal. Montreal. Yes. Monday at Montreal, the Canadiens. Um, they're 15-9-3, eighth in the Atlantic. Uh, did you see the picture? Did you see the picture from yesterday of uh, Ovi and the Montreal Canadian players' moms?
1: No. What? What happened?
0: So, was it Saturday or Sunday night? I don't, I don't remember what. What? So basically, the 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 Capitals came into Montreal and destroyed the Canadians uh-huh. nine to two or nine to three or something like that. And uh, Alex Ovechkin had a hat trick. Okay, and, right. And then this picture went viral because all the players' moms just were there for some. I don't know. You know, what, I don't know if it was New Year's Eve or whatever it was, but they were uh-huh. at the game. And they all crowded around Ovi and had a picture with Ovi in the mill. And like, I think it was a tweet that went viral or something like that. And it was like, how awesome is this? First of all, uh, he embarrasses, you know, your team in front of your moms. And then they all gather around him to get a picture of him. <laughs> and it's just the best thing ever. Cause all these like happy as Larry, Montreal Canadian moms are all crowded around Ovi. So I love yeah. it the Montreal's an up and down team. They they're, they're a, again, you know, a, a young team. Um they're you're trying to rebound from being just the absolute shit last year. Um mm-hmm. it would be cool to get a win against them. I know Shane Wright, you know, and he, Shane Wright. Is he I mean is I don't even know what the hell's going on with Shane right now. I know we're in we're world junior juniors. talk right now. Yeah, he's not coming back
1: until like mid-January. Come on now.
0: No, I we know. I know. Him. But like we need to like snatch him off the team. Like I don't even know what's going on in the world junior. Again, I've been in a hockey black hole. Oh, no, recently. But you're not
1: into dog racing. So you're not watching the Iditarod, the international Iditarod, dogs on yeah, skates. It's true. It's true. Yes, I talking. would like to
0: see Shane right back for that because that'd be cool to see him in the uh, in Montreal, but that ain't gonna
1: happen, so screw that. Right, okay, also drafted, and when they passed them, yeah, that would be pretty cool. But no, mm-hmm. they've been more down and up this season. I think this is a game that we should win. I'm actually predicting the Kraken to win this game, so I might have to place a little friendly wager on it. Here's my Canada fun factor Montreal. Uh, Montreal has an underground city, which is a series of underground tunnels spanning over 19 miles that connect shopping malls, over 2,000 stores, seven metro stations, universities, restaurants banks and a whole lot more so if anyone's wondering damn it gets cold as shit in montreal how these people survive well there's a series of underground tunnels that has literally created another city and this is how people use it and i didn't make this note but again ingrained in my brain uh over half around uh half a million people use those tunnels every single day dude i'm
0: i'm pretty sure that we have just jumped to the top of the standings of bunker podcasts
1: bunker boys baby
0: Like all these underground things like this is pretty phenomenal. How awesome is this?
1: Yeah. Unintentional. But here we go.
0: Uh, Also to quick world juniors hockey update. I've not watched one goddamn game, Um, but I'm going to be number one American hero, uh, Captain America, because on Thursday or Wednesday, January 4th, the semifinal stage is set. USA hockey tweeted today. The U S will face off against Canada. At nice. six thirty. Okay. So that is a must watch game. Okay. That's on that's Wednesday. That's between we're gonna have so much hockey this week. That's good. We're gonna get Kraken on Tuesday. We got the team USA on on Wednesday. And then you got Kraken again on Thursday. People so Leafs
1: on Thursday. Yeah, there's a lot of hockey coming up, man, which is why this uh like I said, I really do think this stretch coming up is gonna be real pivotal for the season. But yeah, I'm gonna try to catch that rolled uh juniors game as well. I did a raw, baby. I also wanna say this is um my hockey,
0: just black hole. I think it was due in part to me having such a hot November when it came to, and I, I'm bringing it back. Don't worry. You called me out the other night before the Edmonton game. Cause I did not put out my good vibes. Parlay with the drafting the team, sports. Yeah, I, you're I the team. I, hey, I didn't do it last night either. I didn't do it last night. Yeah, either. you
1: At least had your, like, look at my 2023 glasses, new year new team and i felt like that was on the way to bring him back the good vibe so it did trust me i I pay attention i was like okay jeff didn't tweet out the good vibes only parlay but he does have the new year's good vibe thing going so and guess what the team ended up winning four to one
0: shoot i just reminded me i may have thrown those away i might have to go dig them out of the trash and like keep the streak going the 2023 glasses
1: can't even win two in a row jeff just crap
0: all right. So anyway, the deal is this is I'm, I'm totally going to get back on this. Good vibes. But I'm running. I'm running low on funds because I had a rough, <laughs> a rough. Yeah, it you, was December. like the Kraken's. it, it ran yeah. with the team and he you got your ass kicked. I'm still ahead. I'm still ahead based on my. So here's the deal. All right. If you if you have not done this yet, it's time for you to start getting into the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet five dollars on any team. And you get $200 in free bets if they win. I did this a couple months ago. I bet on the Kraken. They won. I got $200 in free bets. I'm still, even though I had a rough month, I'm still playing with house money, which is awesome. If that wasn't enough, you totally can do same-game parlays. This is what, what I'm talking about is I had a good streak where I was picking same-game parlays that were like the Kraken win, the Kraken score the first period, you know, the first goal of the game, uh somebody scores you know Jordan Eberly scores which he's due for one soon um maybe that's gonna be my next uh, uh, good vibes parlay pick but you can you can like totally line those up pick a few different things and you can turn like a small bet into a huge win like you can put 2 dollars down pick a couple of crazy things and if it all hits you walk away with a 100 bucks something like that which is crazy so you combine all these different bets same game parlays it's so much fun it's safe secure reliable you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want, which is really nice. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet 5 bucks on any NHL team to win their game. Get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So I'm going to get on that for sure. Yes, i Got to make sure that happens. Got to get the, the good vibes going. Uh, especially for we need them against Edmonton. Now I have a couple of awesome questions for no dumb questions. They all came in through Twitter and the direct messages. Mm -hmm. Um, We could do both because they're fairly easy, right? Um, Or we could save them one of them, right? And save it for the, the next week. But
1: I think we can do both. They're they're fairly easy, but I wanted to actually surprise you with something really quick before we get into No Dumb Questions. Oh, yeah. Just why I ran off while you're doing the ad read. People won't see it. because Shoot. So can, can I surprise you with something? Yeah, okay. absolutely. I'm ready. So, and I won't give away um, too much information, but um, as far as like the specifics of this, but we received, you and I, a very, very, and I'll show you so you can see, a very nice typed out letter from a member of the Kraken Pod fam from Nicole um, at S rock Vera. And if I mispronounce that, I'm sorry, but on Twitter who is one of the OG uh, Kraken Pod fam members and has been incredibly supportive. And I don't want to go into details of everything that was said in the letter, but it was very complimentary of you and me. It's, just, it's very much appreciated. But along with that letter, came this bad boy. So now I'm what? holding up a Yanni Gord bobblehead. That oh was on the pledge arena. So to add to, <laughs> <Nicole>. <laughs> so, so to add to the memorabilia that's been sent to us from, uh, Kraken pod members of the Kraken pod fam. Um, so we now have the Yanni Gord bobblehead, but honestly, like as, as great as that gift was, what was said in the letter was so incredibly, uh, Sweet, and I can't thank Nicole enough. Um, so thank you very much, Nicole, because that's awesome. Us, people like you, we're, we do what we do, and also, we uh, she also sent in a 2021 inaugural home game, uh, salad crack and towel. So, this is from the very first home game at what? Climate Pledge Arena, and she sent that with the Yanni Gord bobblehead. So, I just wanted to one surprise you with it, uh, because it got sent to the house, and I actually I think I picked it up like yesterday. Um, but two, just want awesome. to, to just thank Nicole because um it's just a, it was such a great gift but again it it was the letter for me it was just very very nice and um yeah i, I don't know what else. i'm actually like at a loss for words for once but it was it was very sweet and the next time jeff that you're over i'll obviously like you know give you the letter and you can read it i'm legitimately i might just go ahead and get it framed because it was so nice oh. um, i like read it over and i was like Man, I don't think anybody in my family is this nice to me. So thank you, Nicole. Um uh yeah, I just I can't thank you enough. And uh yeah, you you are that's people so like cool. you, the reason why that we we do what we do. So thank you.
0: I got chills in the middle of that. For real. That was really neat. Nicole, thank you so much for that. I can't wait to see this letter. Uh, that's just awesome. The fact that you said the bobblehead and then the the 20 the the inaugural game towel, like how cool yeah. is it? I'm as soon as you started showing all that sort of stuff, like we need a studio space so we can start like making Whoa. like a cool shrine with all this stuff. I know. Like, I know. Definitely got a frame that's awesome. So, thank you, Nicole. I really appreciate that. That's that's aw- man. We should like end the show. That's a high note, right? There. I know.
1: I know. I wanted to surprise you and I didn't want it to be. because I wanted to give, uh, I want to keep the good vibes going and 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 uh, it deserved to be talked about in the middle of the episode. I didn't want to wait till the very end.
0: That's just an honor. It's just an honor, you know, like it's just so cool that, like you said, there's there's people that just really are into this thing and we're all part of it together. So thank you so much, Nicole. That's so cool. Well, I got to awkwardly transition into no dumb questions now. So (laughs) Nicole, this, this no dumb questions dedicated to you. Uh, so Nicole and anybody listening, you know, any other podcast, if you, if you maybe have just started watching hockey or just something came up that you didn't understand, and you didn't know who to ask because, you know, if you ask another podcast a question and they think it's dumb, they'll just make fun of you and, and they'll just not allow you to listen to their show. They'll block you. It's, it's crazy. They'll do it. But we will not. And we totally invite you to to ask any question whatsoever. We will gladly research it, figuring it out, you know, figure it out. We're morons, but we will definitely look it up at, at the least and talk about it in a segment we like to call No Dumb Questions.
1: Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions.
0: So we have a couple of quick rapid fire ones. Joey, what's our first no dumb question for today?
1: The first one is from Jared and he submitted this to us via Twitter. And, um, it was, why do fans hit the glass when the, when the puck or players are near them? And I feel like this is a question that you can easily answer. Yeah.
0: I, I, you know, I hit him back really quickly in the, in the Kraken pod Twitter DMS who said, I think it's just pure adrenaline. Um, but then I really started to like think about this a little bit because I've never actually sat on the glass for a hockey game. I've been to lots of hockey games, but I've never sat on the glass.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I initially would be like, Psh, that's pretty lame. Like I would never like, that's, that's just like rookie low class move to do. But then I started thinking about it and like, I could see myself just doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like you just get like overtaken by the, like the adrenaline, the like insanity and like, especially if you had a beer or two, you know i don't know i I, so i'm i i can't hate on people who do it but it's pretty much just it it's like you've got the action in front of you and you're just like foaming at the mouth as a hockey fan whether you're drinking or not and it's kind of like you know uh you're going to the zoo you know you like don't bang on the glass you know but sometimes you just want to like hey 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 hey, orangutan look over here
1: like i want
0: your (laughs) attention i want your attention
1: you know what i'm saying I'm laughing so hard in my head right now because all I can think of while you while you were saying that was why do you know why do orangutans in the zoo throw shit because they can if I'm sitting on the glass and I've also never I've only been to a couple of games but I certainly have never sat on the glass but if I'm sitting there initially no like my my response is no why would I do that but again I'm the same way as you man you put a couple beers in me it's like a couple adult beverages and there's a play that happens right in front of me might slap the glass a couple times i'm just saying and not because i'm thinking about it it's just in the moment and i get really excited am i going to be the guy that does it the entire fucking game that that's what's crazy to me it's like all the hockey games that we watch throughout the year there are games where you will literally see people in climate pledge who throughout the entirety of the game are pounding on the glass i don't understand those people but again to answer your question uh i just don't think there's a real specific reason i think people just get caught in the moment and they do it because they can You know, maybe we need to get a a glass pounder on the, on the show. And like somebody who's like, why do you do, why are you the way that you are?
0: Michael Scott. Well, just right. So just, we mentioned Michael Scott many times this episode, which is awesome. Um, But like, you know, think about this is every, you know, Kraken, a lot of Kraken fans have their thing. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's a a certain beanie uh, that they wear could be like a specific, you know, obviously a specific jersey. You know, a lot of a lot of Kraken fans, people who we know um, kind of have their their thing. Their calling card is somebody in the Kraken pod fam. Are they that person who is the glass pounder? And I feel like this is like once you commit to it, you can't not do it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah. So yeah. like there's got to be somebody who like and it maybe maybe it causes some angst in the arena. You know, because like, oh, I got season tickets. There's this that one person, you know, guy, girl, whoever. Who's man? There's always pounding on the glass, you know. But like, I'm stuck there. So I mean, I this this is this is something that I think could be very opinionated. And I could see us asking some good questions on Twitter about this one. So, Jared, I think- two
1: things are going to divide the fan base. Uh, opinions on Philip Grubauer and banging the glass.
0: <laughs> it also makes me wonder, like, are are there any um, – I think they pretty much do tell you not to do it. But, like, does any, does anybody – I don't know. I mean, does anybody ever got kicked out for that? That's a great question, Jared. I think it's just, it's just straight-up adrenaline. Sounds like Jared would not be a glass pounder. But if you're a hashtag glass pounder, please hit us up at pod on Twitter okay. or on
1: social media, and let and us. How know. much glass you pounded? We talking about the entire game, opportune moments. What's going on here?
0: There's a know. lot, lot of glass pounding going on. A lot of glass, I mean, glass pounding. Fun. Yeah. Um, so we have a, another one, and uh, I just realized I didn't write down who had sent it, but I'm going to look this up real quick because um, okay. this one was pretty cool. Because I kind of have a, a quick story here too. Um, this is from David. This is from David. Uh, which he's got a great Twitter handle, David57907888. So that's it's actually
1: the beginning of his address. So everybody just feel free to stalk David uh, for throwing that out there.
0: He's the 57 millionth David on Twitter, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so he says this. He says, hey, Jeff and Joey, I think it'd be really interesting to hear you discuss Kraken radio broadcasts on the show. Maybe in the No question segment. Well, there you go. Uh, listening to hockey games on the radio. Could you give any tips on how to create an image of such a fast paced game in your head? I think I'm sort of getting the hang of it when they mention what circle players are at, but also I get a little disoriented near side, far side, left to right, et cetera. Is it important to visualize the game as if I'm watching from a certain part of the arena? Baseball is so much easier. On the radio, just an idea for a fun topic. I'm looking looking to improve my hockey listening skills. This I think, this is an awesome question, David. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: have you, uh, Joey, ever listened to a hockey game on the radio? I have, and the way that I am able to listen to a hockey game on the radio and envision it in my head is, I do what that girl uh, did in that sh- on that Netflix show, Queen's Gambit. I take tranquilizers and I lay down on my bed at night. And I stare at the ceiling and it starts coming to me as I hallucinate. <laughs> Um, no, man. Um, okay. Real talk. I have, um, sorry. I watched the queen. Oh my God. That's great. Um, but that's like, that's, just, that's, that's probably <laughs> the best way to do it. David. I take drugs until I hallucinate, David. And that's how I fucking do it. <laughs> Why don't you commit to watching hockey, you son of a bitch? No, um, real talk. So um, <laughs> I have listened to a couple of uh, broadcasts that are done on the radio. I think this is a – and I'm excited to hear what your answer is because you've obviously been watching hockey a lot longer. For me – it the is, cat is um, out of control. Dude, he's what, going nuts right now. He's going. to know. price hurt his cat. Okay, Theo. All right, so keep going. Sorry, he's going nuts. He's playing with the hair tie. Um. So, uh, for me, it's one of those things where I I still struggle with the speed of the game if I am just listening to it. But I think my simple answer is, aside from taking tranquilizers, is it's honestly for me, it's one of those like practice makes perfect. The more you can ingrain yourself, and and by that I mean the more you can listen to games and watch those games and hell if you don't like the espn or whatever broadcast where you're watching the cracking game throw on the radio and listen to that because now you're kind of tricking yourself because you got the radio feed going but you have the visual stimulation as well and then you can kind of put two and two together the more that you watch at least i find this for myself the more that i watch and listen to the game um i can start visually kind of playing it out in my head but it takes a lot and this is coming from someone who you know started watching hockey last year but since then i've watched you know, what, 82 games in the season. And I haven't, I don't think I've missed one so far. So, you know, a good amount of hockey games. So that's kind of my thing is, and I know that that answer kind of sucks, but for me, it's like, just keep watching and keep listening to hockey. Just in, in, uh, embed yourself in a, in a sport as much as possible. and It'll come.
0: And that's exactly right. Is, you know, like I tell my son is, if you want to get good, or my daughters too, if you want to get good at something, how do you, how do you get good at something? You've got to practice, right? So, yeah. you know, David, just just watching hockey, but also listening Um, that's going to just, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Now, the only thing I will say is typically when you're listening to a, a broadcast on the radio, they will say, right. Oh, so if you're, uh, if you're listening, you know, thanks for listening to us. Um, you know, the, the Kraken, um, are skating from left to right across your radio. Right. So that will give you an idea of like, if you do hear that. And for the most part, I've heard radio broadcasters do that. They tell you kind of where they're sitting and how they're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then then you can visualize yourself on that side of the ice as if you were there. Um, actually, it's, it's kind of cool is he's the current uh, Detroit Red Wings uh, radio broadcaster. Ken Cal Um, actually was for a while, a family friend Um. Basically my mom was really good friends with uh his ex, right? And uh you know what was cool was when this was when I was a kid kid, Ken Cal was the play-by-play guy for the University of Michigan, which is pretty cool. And you know I you know I hung out with him a couple of times. It was really neat. I mean, he was just like to me he was Ken, like he wasn't like um you know anything like to me Like he wasn't famous or anything like that. Well, Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty neat is it was announced uh, because the, you know, the former Red Wings player, uh, a broadcaster, like he passed away, a famous radio broadcaster for the Red Wings. And Ken Cal got the job as the Detroit Red Wings broadcaster. And I'll never forget. I was at my friend Daryl's house when I found out that news and um, I called him, I was able to call him and congratulate him and like talk to him for, and I was like 15 so like the fact that he actually talked to me about that was pretty neat. So I, I like long story short is I kind of, you know, and I was on the radio for a very long time. So, you know, I love the radio Um, and I'll, I will never, I always hear that. When I think about radio, I always think about Ken Cal saying is tonight the Detroit Red Wings are playing against the Toronto Maple Leafs and here we are sitting up high in the blah, 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 blah of Joe Lewis arena. And the Red Wings be moving from left to right across your radio dial. So anyway, that's how I think about it is got to envision, you know, when they tell you where they're watching from, you envision yourself in that in that part of the arena. So you're right on on. You said it in your answer. Just take some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but listening to a, a game on the radio is something that's really cool. It's comforting
1: to me, which is pretty neat. Yeah, I, I feel this, yeah, baseball in the same way. I love listening to baseball games on the radio, but I realize that that makes me a ninety year old man, and I don't care.
0: No, that's what you know. That's how I grew up. My grandma. That's that's the way I grew up. that's the way I'm gonna be. Um, my. <laughs> My grandpa, my grandpa used to watch Detroit Tigers games. He wasn't into hockey at all, but I used to listen to Red Wings games, listen to hockey games, and I just love the radio. So that's something that's always, I got, I need to listen to a cracking game on the radio, which would be pretty cool. So yep. really great, great question. If there's any feedback from that, uh, you know, I'd love to, you know, have you hit us up on Twitter or give us your no dumb question, hit us in the DMS on, on any of our social media platforms at KrakenPod. So, um, Big time. Thank you to Jared and to David for that. We've got some good ones. So mm-hmm. three stars of the week. This is nothing to do with hockey for the most part. This is where Joey and I kind of talk about our last two weeks really of life. And we kind of rank things in our life uh, and give them the three stars. They don't, we don't eat any fish, um, which they by should the way, should, Though, did you see Oliver
1: Bjorkstrand eat the fish last night? No, I saw the new guy. What did Bjorkstrand do?
0: Oh was it was it uh, Tolven and that he ye- ate it it was he ate it like into the second
1: second tier Oh yeah 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 he's a natural man
0: yeah dude, he was eating fish like crazy so anyway what is
1: going on I'm pretty sure now there's a apparently fucking what's uh what's that motorcycle convention in in uh, North Dakota Oh That's Sturgis the- apparently Sturgis is outside my fucking front door right now thank you for helping me out with that joke
0: dude before we get into three stars what's happening tonight my so um my son we had new year's eve and uh in the middle at midnight 12 uh my son came in the room he had strep throat so like we were up all night you know with that um long story short is i had to go to the drive-through to the 24-hour walgreens to get him some medicine after going to the uh, uh urgent care clinic on on 2020 on on new year's day which by the way pretty cool my son was the very first case of 2023 for this urgent care clinic which is I think pretty neat, um, but I had to go to the drive-through uh, to pick up my stuff at Walgreens, and some dude on a Harley pulls up behind me, and I'm trying to talk to the 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 girl, the pharmacist person. Through the little speaker, and he's and he's behind
1: me, like, and
0: like I love motorcycles, dude. I I have I'm motor I got a motorcycle endorsement. I used to ride. I used to have a motorcycle. What?
1: Oh my yep. god! Every time we talk, I learn something new about you. Of course, he used to ride. Oh, right?
0: dude, i I have picture. I will find a picture of me
1: from <laughs> motorcycle days. <laughs> Please do. I've been disturbed. Oh, I need this. I need- okay. We oh my god. We I'm gonna go down a fucking rabbit hole. We can't even. We can't. How can you do this to me over an hour into the episode? <laughs> How dare you to me and to everyone that's listening. All anyway, 30, I'm an, all 32 people right now. How dare you? I'm an old man. I'm an old man because I was
0: like, hey, I can't. I, and I said this too. I was like, and he didn't hear me because he was on a Harley. But I was like, I'm sorry. I can't hear you because of this loud motorcycle behind me. Like I was so angry and tired. So anyway, but yeah, I used to ride a motorcycle. I had one for years. I actually uh, sold it to to buy an engagement ring for Megan. Oh um, God,
1: fucking movie. This guy.
0: Yeah, totally. Which is it was it was fun while it lasted. I didn't die on it, which is cool. So like, despite your attempts, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I actually had some incidences on it. Um. uh Anyway, do we want to have motorcycle stories or three stars of the week? Those <laughs> are three stars.
1: But God damn it, I can't
0: believe you're <laughs> dropping this on me. <laughs> Sturgis. I went to Sturgis before I had the motorcycle. Made me want to get the motorcycle. It was pretty stupid. <sighs> But anyway, all right, so our three stars of the week this is where we rank you know the stuff that was the most valuable to us over the
1: past couple of weeks. Oh, so, just like, what's going on in the world? Well, anything of relevancy to yeah, us? So have yeah, fun. yeah. All, right. all right. So, you want to start? Who started last time? I don't remember. I have no idea, dude. I feel like I don't even know what date is anymore. I was surprised that today was Monday, like halfway through the day. Uh, um, I'll, I'll start. I'll start go first, go first, go first. Go first. I think you
0: went first last time. So, guys, for my, my third star is Rue. Uh, tonight. I made my first ever gumbo, Mm -hmm. which for me, I've been so nervous to do. Um, You know, I'm a transplant to New Orleans. Um, I respect the New Orleans culture big time. I try not to be a poser, right? I'm never going to say that I'm, you know, from New Orleans. I'm not one of those people. I'm the same way. (laughs) But You know, I've been nervous to like attempt to make gumbo, but I love New Orleans. I love Louisiana food. I was like, you know, I'm going to try it. I'm going to start the new year off right and try and do this. And like, if you spend any time understanding New Orleans food, right? And cuisine, making a roux, like, you have to make a roux to make a good gumbo, right? Really gumbo at all. And you have to, like, it's like a religious thing it's like a fact that you have to like you got to stir it for like an hour and i was so nervous doing it and i actually documented it on my own twitter tonight um because my wife went to the gym and i was like yeah, i'm gonna start this roux and then everything went crazy in my house like my kids are going nuts but anyway i want to give it up to roux um the pot of gumbo is sitting on the stove right now i gotta put it up here solid effort the roux was the best part of it it was like silky smooth. I still have to work on my flavor development for it. But I just want to say my third star of the week is roux because I think I killed it on the roux. It was fun to make it. I just stirred shit for an hour. It was peaceful for at least 15 minutes. <laughs> anyway, I just want to say, I mean, that might be the most boring star ever, but
1: no, a, a man, roux making a Roo. I'm into it. And here's the thing about, uh, about New Orleans food is that if you try to do even if like you try to do it and you think you're being respectful of it, if you fuck up, Louisianans will let you know, and they'll let you know to your face. In fact, I think it was this past week, did you see how like, the New York Times had their – they had a like a recipe for a vegan gumbo that they put out there? Oh, that was they, awesome. They, sh- they showed photos of it, and – Louisianans lit up the New York times. I mean, it was hilarious. And to to their credit, it did not look like a gumbo. It looked like some weird shit. I was like, I don't even know what this is. And even as a transplant, I can't believe you thought that you were safe posting that. So I, I understand the, uh, the nervousness and, uh, and sharing your adventure, but I think your transparency helped out a lot. Unlike the New York times. They're like, check out this, uh, this vegan gumbo. And you're like, you're, you're about to get blasted by a million people. So anyways, that's awesome. Uh, Another side note, really quick, not a a three-star of the week, DeMar Hamlin, the safety that went down, there's an update on him. Um, In the hospital, his vitals are back to normal, and they have put him to sleep. Now, he does have a breathing tube, and they're currently running tests, but his vitals are back to normal. They're monitoring him. He should be uh, good to go. They're providing updates, so... It sounds like he's going to be okay, which is great. And something that really cool that's come out of this so far is um, he has a GoFundMe for a toy drive for the holidays. In the past thirty minutes, it has raised over a quarter million dollars. Holy so shit! Go to uh, yeah, if you Ugh. want to check that out, go to Damar Hamlin's GoFundMe um, and check that out because he's raised they've people have raised over two hundred fifty thousand dollars for it um, in his name over thirty minutes. So just fucking awesome, man. Hopefully, he's okay. It sounds like he's going to be. Um, really quick my my third star goes to ai artificial intelligence um i like to nerd out over stuff like i'm just i love pop culture things going on in the world whatever i don't pretend to know much about this i'm not fucking lex freeman i'm not going to pretend that i am um this stuff still does fascinate me Uh, What's really fascinating about the AI uh, technology that's available to us now is how you can like have direct conversations with it. You can have it uh, write for you. And so what I've started to do, and I don't know if you've caught this, Jeff, you're a pretty busy dude. So every day now on my website, what I do is I'm doing a daily AI blog post called the, it's like your daily D-A-I-L-Y read. And it's a quick three to four minute read. And I pick a topic randomly at hand. And then I have AI completely write it for me. And then not only do I have AI write it for me, I also have AI generate art to go with the post. So it's something that I started doing every single day. I started doing it yesterday because I wanted to start it in the new year. So, so far I have two posts up. And again, they're completely written by AI. I don't edit anything at all. If you want to check those out and that stuff like fascinates you, um, the website pasttheeverything.com, it'll be um, in the blog section underneath the category Rise of the Machines. Wow. Okay. So I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Completely written by AI. And I literally just type in, like I picked a like today's topic. I just picked Vladimir Putin. I literally went to the AI and I typed in, give me 600 words on Vladimir Putin hit enter. And two minutes later, I had about 600 words on Vlad copy pasted, made it into a blog. AI generated some art boom post done. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. I knew that you would really like this. I was going to talk about it off the pod, but we've both been busy. So, Okay, sweet. That's yeah. pretty neat. That's yeah. kind of- I'm going to do it every day. Like I said, it's going to be called Your Daily with the AI read. And I'm being very transparent that it's not me writing it, but I just think it's really fascinating. I'm just going to pick random topics at hand and just let it do it. I'm going to do it every single day so people can start off their day. Their quick reads are three to four minutes long, Max, and it'll be it'll be fun.
0: Well, uh, we took the kids as a surprise today, last day before school starts, uh, to Chuck E. Cheese, and we That's played. Still open? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it was pretty cool. Um, we did We I don't think I don't think we've ever really taken the kids there, so it was neat. We, we were first, so it was clean. But we played like uh, Terminator, <laughs> the shooting game, Terminator yes. Rising Machines. So, so like, dear. don't go, don't, don't plug in, dude. Don't go, because I was blasting some fucking Terminators. Yeah. So like, I will t- I will mow you down if you go yeah. like all in- if you become like. You know, T-1,
1: yeah, T1000 just running down the street with like blade hands. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, dude, I'll take you out because I was like, and Chuck E. Cheese blasting these
1: I'll dip on top of your semi and just stab it with my hand arm sword. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get
0: a big uh sh- shotgun blast to the face, and your face will be ripped apart, and you'll have I'll to like morph it right back. And then you know, I'll write up on a
1: blog God post about it. Damn it, it. constantly yeah.
0: morphing things back together. <laughs> stop it well then guess what we'll just have a final showdown in a smelting plant right yeah that's the only thing that's going to kill me I'm and this, this win. Yeah. the molten steel will just mess up all your shit <laughs> and then i will also have to kill myself too to protect humanity so there you go okay have so my kid
1: who can't act as good as you okay so my uh
0: <laughs> oh, but we did get but we did get some pretty awesome Guns N' Roses music out of it. All right. So we're <laughs> we still doing three stars. My second yes. star is hosting a New Year's Eve party. I mentioned it. Um, it was pretty awesome. We started at four o'clock and awesome on many levels. It was because like what was awesome about it is we cleaned the house. So like besides party stuff, the house is pretty clean waking up on New Year's day i already told you my son was sick right so like new year's day we were like just completely not even hung over like we definitely had drinks but we were just so tired um but what was awesome about having this new year's eve party was everything was right there right right i went and spent 400 bucks on fireworks and uh we also spent like my my wife got from sam's club two big packages of like just kids stuff, you know, like poppers and all that sort of thing. And we blasted two huge packages of this shit in our driveway. And like our friends helped clean it up, like, which was phenomenal, you know? And then we just hung out. We watched football. It was a, it was a dad party. It was crazy. Um, Funny story is uh since none of my friends listen to this podcast is we some of the like it was you know we were hanging out a lot of some people left there was a couple of families left over we have a little in our backyard we have a uh, frozen uh playhouse little castle like one of those little things you put together right we two christmases ago and some of the boys were in there and we weren't really paying attention and they destroyed it they like they kicked they kicked they kicked the shit out of it <laughs> <laughs> and like i I was like, yeah, you know, it's an older play. It's like, OK, I mean, like, obviously, like, all right, well, that, you know, but it- if it were my kid, I would have been like, oh, my God. And their parents were like, they were like, this is terrible. I'm like, it's all not a big deal. Like, we already ordered you a new one. You're like, what?
1: Whoa, well, shit, there you go. So
0: they stepped up and ordered a new playhouse, like these couple of parents and like this, like stellar parents, which I mean, like. You know, kids are kids like they're, you know, they're going to be nuts. But like, Mm -hmm. anyway, long story short, from top to bottom, we hosted this party. We had some collateral damage. I had a I had my bouncy house blown up. Everything like it, it was like the most like non crazy party, good party atmosphere. It was just fun hosting it. So from top to bottom, from everybody being good parents and just taking care of business and just bringing over some good food and drinking some beers and having some cocktails and watching football. Upheaval in the, uh, in the college football playoff, which was fantastic. Just New Year's Eve party. That's my number three star.
1: I like two, it. It be like sweet swap lives. I did, not, uh, I did not go out at all. I actually stayed home. had a couple glasses of wine, and I wrote. So I'm um, officially turning lame. I haven't really been drinking much. Boston a couple nights, but that's about it. All right. You mentioned football really quick. My, uh, my two-star, second star of the week, uh, goes to bowl season in the college football playoff. These games have been insane. Um, Ohio State, Georgia, incredible. TCU, Michigan. Today we had the uh, the upset. Tulane beat USC. Big news another, here, in New Orleans, and an, oh, massive, massive news. And another game that was completely drunk, uh, back and forth the entire time. So I'm just grateful, man. Like, uh, it's been great. Uh, cause I, since I got back from Boston, I've just been laying low and working and writing a lot. And while I do that, I just have the game on in the background. And I, every time I look up, there's just some crazy action going down. So I'm very, very happy for that. It's been a great bowl season so far. It looks like the committee picked the right teams in the final four. Um, everything has just been great. So that's my, that's my second star of the week.
0: That's awesome, man. It's, uh, it has been so much fun to watch, and I just I'm so happy Michigan lost. I just <laughs> I just think it's great. The Big Ten just got their you know slapped down. You know what I mean? Like it's so yeah. great to see the well, Big Penn Ten. Penn State won the-
1: tonight. Penn State won the Rose Bowl, but other than that, they've been getting smacked. Who cares? I mean, we're talking like, like whoa! It's the Rose Bowl. Don't don't do that. No, no, no,
0: no. no, no. Actually, yeah, was <laughs>
1: national championship. Yeah, Michigan and Ohio State losing, and Ohio State. The funny part is. They lost that game as the clock literally struck midnight on New Year's Eve. So people were watching the game, getting their hearts ripped out of their chest, and then confetti just starts falling on them. And there was videos of that going viral. Fucking hilarious.
0: So awesome. I hate <laughs> Ohio State. I, I hate, hate Michigan them. I hate them so much. I'm a Michigan State guy, and I just absolutely love that, and I think it's yeah. awesome. So it, no, I'm with you on that. My, um, my number one star, I'm doing it, dry January. Ooh, it's going to be hard. My number one star, but I've been, I actually, my wife and I started talking about it and I was like, you know what? I've been on this journey for this past year of like, just trying to be healthier and get my mentals right. And just, you know, in general and you know, not that it's been a problem or anything like that, but it definitely, you know, something I'm ready to kind of see how it goes. So I'm, I'm all in. I've never done it before. I've never done dry January before. It's Mm. been a long time since I've taken up like, you know, like honestly, like if here's here's a caveat is, you know, Mardi Gras is a big deal here in New Orleans. Just a little bit. Just starting. It's just starting. Right. The season starts this Friday. Um, But my wife is a member of uh, her family started a crew, which means a parade. Right. But. You know, the crews host balls, which are big, like, you know, dress up in tuxedos parties. Yes. So the crew of Cleopatra ball is on the 29th. So oh, shit. I'm going to be dry until that. So I
1: oh, will so not make.
0: Not. No, not cheating. Because it's a win. <laughs> it's a win to make it to the 29th. I'm just saying that. So. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're still uh, okay. I
1: get it. You're still, but you're, you know, you're gonna stop before. I'm I get ready. It. I'm ready. Like you, you know, can't have fun without alcohol. I get it. I totally a,
0: understand. That's exactly right. I'm gonna get. <laughs> to I'm gonna totally. It's like everybody wheels their coolers into the party. That's oh my stuff.
1: god! Yeah, Oof. that's going to be a fun one. Especially if you get dropped off at the wrong end of the convention center and you're trying to wheel in like four. 24 racks of beer and eight handles like I did in tuxedo when I'm already bored. I'm blackout drunk. That's a fun time. It is. Uh, uh, It is. It is. But anyway, so that dry dry January, that's my number one. All right. My one star. And I'll just say this really quick because I touched on it to begin the episode. It's just Boston. I had such um, a great time. I was staying in this uh, town called Swamp Scott, which is just north uh, of Boston, about 30 minutes. Uh, Went out to a great restaurant in West Boston, this area called Brighton, called Stockyard. Um, I literally went straight from the airport to that restaurant, just proceeded to eat and drink, Wow! Uh, hung, out, hung out with the chef. That, next thing I know, it's, we're in the back of the kitchen. It's 2 in the morning, and we're pounding beers. Uh, Boston was just what? great. How would you hook that up? Uh, long story short, uh, girlfriend's dad manages the restaurant, head chef is Chef Bill. Shout out to chef. Um, and just he was great. We, me and him got along, and we just started pounding lunches uh, in the kitchen until 2 a.m. while they were closing down the restaurant. So had a great time with that. Uh I spent some time in Marblehead, went to the barnacle, really famous, like little hole in the wall, kind of shitty bar slash restaurant, great lobster rolls, did that whole thing. Uh, which Mish on the Bay for lobster rolls again. I-, I just ate the entire time, hung out, watched TV, played board games. I even like tried to do the thing that you do during the holidays where like if you travel, you like bring your laptop, you're like, I'm gonna get some work done. And guess what? It never got touched. I didn't even try to open it one single time. I didn't even have to ask, hey, what's your Wi-Fi password? I was like, you know what? I'm going to chill out because I was like, I'm going to do some writing. I'm going to work on a website, this, this, and that. And I was like, you know what? I never just actually chill. I'm always working on something. I'm not doing fucking anything. And it was awesome. And the weather was, for the most part, really good, man. So Boston was great. I already can't wait to go back. Went to TD Garden. I saw the Celtics play. That's another bucket list item. That was cool. That was awesome. Um, just a great arena. I also like what they do there. Really quick, so a lot of basketballs arena, uh, most basketball arenas, the lights are on normally, right? Well, like the Celtics and the Lakers, and that they might be the only two franchises. What they do is the court is all lit up by the lights, but as the as you kind of pan out from the to the rest of the stadium, the seats they start to fade, and then as you go higher up, the lights are actually off. So all like the focus and all the lights are really on the court. And Boston has that and it's just a really cool environment and it creates a really cool experience. So I was just a big fan. TD garden was great. Boston was great. I love the people up there and I can't wait to go back.
0: That's cool. Yeah. You know, I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, I talked about it. We went uh, a couple months ago. It was a great city. I totally want to go back and explore more. So dude, I'm so glad you had a good time and I'm glad you like shut off work for a while. So that's really nice. I was able to do a little bit of that too, which is awesome. So,
1: good man uh, we never do that so i'm glad i'm glad we finally did
0: yeah now it's back to the grind so <laughs>
1: now i'm tired <laughs> it's a <the> second
0: <laughs> it's right we're back at it just like everybody else which is pretty cool well awesome man well i'm glad to be back at this thing and uh we're excited to have a great year i think the seattle kraken um they had their blip and i think that blip is going to be over i really hope so i hope they can piece together some wins i feel like this road trip will be
1: good for them i think it'll be good for the seattle kraken I agree. Good vibes. And also just one more thank you to Nicole, uh to huh. the, the Kraken Pod fam for sending the the bobblehead and the towel, but the really nice letter. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Did not need to do that, but it was very, very sweet. Totally awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to the
0: podcast. It's good to be back. Um you know so much going on right now, but I'm ready to see some hockey here in the new year, and I know you are too. so thank you for listening to us if you can. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, spotify, um Apple podcast, whatever. Give us that five star if you can. um if you don't like us, you know, just maybe we'll finally get one one star. I don't know I don't know see what happens, but don't, don't do it.
1: That. Fives. don't don't, you don't be that person
0: don't do it. We'll literally hunt you down. Um, we will come to Seattle for that for sure um but anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, hook us up with a, you know, a follow and interact with us on uh, social media at Krakenpod. pod. Um, and we've got to do it. We've got to find a good one for you here. We got to end the show with something we call the chirp of the week. What is a chirp? A chirp is an on ice trash talk, an incident that's caught on tape, caught on uh, audio. Uh, when hockey players trash each other, they don't say much when they're in front of microphones on TV, but on the ice, they're hilarious. So welcome to 2023. Thank you for being a member of the Kraken Pod family. Here is the Kraken Pod Chirp of the Week.
1: Two by four, us in the head again. Oh, melted. That
0: thing's a weapon, buddy. Holy. Hey, take those ear cuffs off, it. you nerd. You nerd. Shut up. For sakes.